Welcome to the Floral Shop Podcast, where flowers and business blend seamlessly. Join our journey to uncover the secrets of elite event designers and get insights into the art of running a successful floral shop. Here is your host, Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Floral Shop Podcast. Today with me is Elisha Feldman from the Wild Blossom Studio located at Fort Collins, Colorado. Hello, Elisha. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Elisha, I was really impressed when I looked into what you do and, and how you collaborate in your business. And you're actually like generous with your clients and teach them stuff about, about your flowers and about your, your work. So tell me a little bit about where did your floral journey start? So my floral journey started quite a while ago. I was in high school. And through our high school, they offer horticulture programs through the, the community college. And I kind of fell into that and really just fell in love with plants. And from there, I've just really tried to discover unique plant life through art and floral design. Was that basically something you picked up? as a business, like becoming a full-timer with this? Or did you, if at some point, choose to make it your business? Yeah, good question. So I would say that I thought I was going to be a, a greenhouse operator. So my degree is actually in landscape technologies and urban horticulture. But I just, I really love art and I really love color. So I kind of took the horticulture degree and then floral design and wild blossoms was my way of blending the two. And I've just kind of taught myself business over time. I didn't start my business knowing anything about business. So that's been quite the journey. Wow. In retrospect, when was that? Like when you officially consider yourself as a business? So I made the business official in 2011. So it's been about 13 years. So it's a significant uh, bit of time you've been, you're, all, you're quite the veteran by now. So what would you say to yourself? Like if you could go back in time to about 10 years ago, and what types of advice would you give yourself? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think if I could go back in time and tell my younger self that your business is a success and you need to treat it that way now, I think that would be the best piece of advice I could give myself. How can you do that though? I think just really like working on mind state. I think as a young person, you feel like you need all of these different tools and people, and really it just kind of takes getting into it and doing the work behind the business and not waiting till things are perfect. So yeah. I'd say accomplishing things now, I really try and go about my everyday life in my business with that mind state. That's so interesting coming from you, Alicia, because everything that you do looks so good. It looks perfect. So where do you <laughs> draw the line? What, what do you think about perfectionism? Mm, yeah, that's something I definitely struggle with is perfectionism. I have this little motto that I like to tell myself that done is better than perfect. So I just kind of have to repeat that mantra to myself and like, 
done is better than perfect. And it helps me get the projects completed. I also think that floral design has such a tight timeline that that actually helps me not get into that perfectionism. It's like, I'm a professional. I know how to do the work. The work comes out beautiful and it doesn't have to be perfect every time because nobody's going to know except for me. <laughs> how, how, how often do we actually like touch the design a little bit more and a little bit more and, and try to bring it to perfection, but the client actually doesn't have any idea when the first version was actually looking amazing already for them. And, and uh, clients just enjoy our designs anyway. At, at what point did you decide to also collaborate with other professionals in the, the core industry? Yeah, that's a, a great question as well. I had a friend that invited me to do her wedding flowers in New York. And so I flew my son and I out to New York to do these wedding flowers. And while I was kind of making the bridal bouquet in this dingy garage <laughs> on their farm property, I met their photographer. Her name is Melody Stevenson. And she offered to kind of take some photos of me. And we realized that she had family in Fort Collins, Colorado. So over the next couple of would come out and photograph me in my studio. And we just really in a sense, kind of fell in love and realized that we made this great partnership. So I feel like I brought her onto the team officially in, it must have been 2018, somewhere around there. And she kind of helps do a lot of the work in the business. She communicates with clients. She, I bring her on site to the wedding deliveries so that she can be kind of the final eye to everything. And she really just helps get the work completed and knows what my vision is. So she can really kind of critique on site, whereas I'm really busy trying to deal with the teams and the bride and all the people. Melody can kind of slow things down and talk to the team about, we want it this way, you need to finish this. And so she's essentially my design assistant and also creates the beautiful like photography you'll see it throughout my website and let me like just check in with you my an estimation which is that often clients book you they tell you i love the photos i love like how it looks like it's very important to have those really high-end beautiful sharp well-positioned like well-constructed photos that melody helps you with so in a way, absolutely, you started with the, like the best partnership you could go for with someone that really completes yeah. your, your needs as a business. And, and yeah, how, absolutely. How, how did that evolve into, into additional members of your some sort of like you almost have a guild of people that are talented people that you attract around you that are working in collaboration with the Wild Blossom Studio? How did that happen? Yeah. So. I think you're absolutely correct about, I wish that every floral designer had a melody because it is so important to have beautiful images of your work. It's really allowed me to take my business to that next level. And I feel like that also attracts other designers to my team. So when somebody reaches out to me, they'll usually email me and they're usually asking for a job. And 
Before I hire a freelancer, I usually do a training one-on-one with them. So Crystal is another photographer who reached out about floral design. And I ended up training her. And then ever like after our training session, I now hire her every year as a freelance designer. And then through those communities, I've just met other floral designers and we kind of team up to help each other accomplish bigger weddings. So they'll come work for me and then I also work for them on their teams as well. So it's a really fun industry and it can be really collaborative. I find it works with my personality and my design style to kind of keep my team really lean, but hire these other professionals to help me accomplish these bigger events. Do you run into a problem where pricing is an issue in regards to a bigger project where you know you're going to need a few more freelancers to work with you? But if you're going to like ask them for a full quote for something, it's going to eat a lot of your income. So how do you tackle that? Yeah, that's a great question as well. So we definitely, as floral designers and florists, there is a pricing structure that we follow. Um, So that's a really helpful thing to know. And I definitely take time to educate my clients and also my team members about it. Because if you follow the recipe, it will help you to have a profit at the end of the wedding. Because the bigger you get, the more help you need and the more budget that eats up. So I try really hard to, in my original proposals to my clients, to be realistic about the amount of help that I'm going to need to produce an event. And I don't get it right every time. (laughs) So I think every time I do a really large scale event, I learn something different. I feel like the last one I did, I had too many members. I overestimated it. So we, we were able to accomplish a beautiful wedding design for our clients. And that's really what matters to me. So Next time I go into a situation that's similar, I'll have a little bit more information and do better. But do you pay for a freelancer helper that comes to your event as much as like as much as you pay yourself for the time that you work? Yeah, definitely. So oftentimes the freelance designers are the biggest expense that I have. I find that people don't actually want to work every weekend of their life. So you have to make it worth it. So the freelance designers on my teams are the highest paid people, even above myself. I definitely keep a profit from every event that I do. But under certain circumstances, you need to make sure that these freelance designers are very well compensated for their design skills and then also for their time. Because Oftentimes you are missing out on the weekends relaxing with your family or the barbecue with your friends or the concert that you wanted to go to. So you definitely have to compensate them really well to to like be excited to show up on their weekends. And the result is that the event looks phenomenal because you're working with professionals. And is it true that you basically have a photographer 
on every event you do? So I like to have melody on every event that I do, but I don't. I make sure that I book Melody's time for the events that I know are going to be really good portfolio work. I wish that I could have her on site at every wedding that I produce, but it's just not realistic. Melody also travels. She lives full-time out of her RV and her and her husband travel the country. So I have to be really considerate about her time. And I kind of choose the weddings that I know are going to be really impactful for the business. And that's when I bring Melody onto the team. And what do you do with the pictures later on? Like, do you do anything with uh, the client? Do you give them some of the pictures or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So Melody and I are very respectful to the hired photographer to the day, right? Because at a wedding or event, the couple has hired their own photographer. So we're mostly getting behind the scenes photos of my work so that we can add them to the online portfolio. And then we'll also use them in social media. And we definitely send the gallery to the couple. And oftentimes they'll use those photos to do a Google review, which is really helpful to the business. And then we always share them with the, the wedding planner as well, or the venues. They really appreciate having good photography as well. So we definitely kind of pass along the photos to everybody involved. In terms of marketing, what's working for you? Hmm, great question. I feel like my best marketing has been through word of mouth. So when I create a wedding for a client, they usually have a wedding planner and they're always out of venue. So the venues have preferred vendor lists. And if you do a great job and you are on time and creating beautiful weddings and making their clients happy, they're going to put you on their preferred vendor list. So a lot of my business comes from being on preferred vendor lists at venues and then also with planners. So I would say that that's probably my most important avenue to nurture is, is working with people. And then to that, it's my website. My website is where people find me. So I would say a lot of people, I think, get confused about social media and they put all of this time and energy into building these beautiful social media feeds. But if you don't have a website for people to go to once they find you on social media and that aesthetic doesn't match up for them, oftentimes you'll lose that client because your website isn't inviting. It's not capturing that client for you. So I'd say my second most important piece of marketing is my website. We're close to wrapping up the interview and moving into the game show part. But one more question. What made you decide to put educational videos on your website? Mm, great question. I really love to teach. I think that Something that's helped me along my path is having really great mentors. And I think that putting out some educational videos for free has helped other floral designers work on their skill sets. And I truly believe that if we can each other up, 
then we all win. So that's kind of the, the philosophy behind giving free education out. It's, a, it's the high tide that lifts all boats. Yes, exactly. So I want to thank you so much for sharing with us some of your insights. I want, and uh, now we're going to play a quick game. It's the Floral Shop Podcast Game Show. I'm going to ask you questions and we'll challenge you to share with, the, with us your wisdom in, in your answers and also you might win a big prize. So let's start. Question number one. When creating a floral arrangement, what is the best practice for ensuring longevity of the flowers? Is it A, singing to the flowers every morning? B, using a floral preservative in the water? C, keeping the arrangement in a dark room? Or D, watering with carbonated soda? Hmm, question. The industry wants me to tell you to use floral preservative in your water. It definitely helps keep down molds and bacterias and also feeds the water kind of a sugar substrate. <laughs> and, and is there like a, a but that like a, a secret tip about, I don't know, vinegar, well, add vinegar instead, something else? A lot of people have tested it and the best thing to do is use the floral preservative. And if you don't want to use that, fresh, clean water is the key. And I think singing to your flowers is definitely helpful as well. Well, I think it will help you more than the flowers, but you are correct. <laughs> we'll take that as a full answer. Question number two. What is an effective and popular add-on for flower arrangements that can increase sales and customer satisfaction? Is it A, a rubber chicken? B, a small box of gourmet chocolate? C, a miniature windmill? Or D, a pocket-sized encyclopedia of flowers? Mm, definitely the chocolates. Everybody loves chocolate. These days with the premiere of like the movie Wonka, the, the new movie, everyone goes out of that movie and wants to buy some chocolate. So it's, you're correct. It's chocolate. Question number three. In floral design, what does the term focal point refer to? Is it A, the spot where you stand to admire the arrangement? B, the brightest color in the bouquet? See the point in the arrangement that attracts the most attention, often the largest or most vibrant flowers, or D, the corner of the shop where the arrangement is placed. C, it's the point of the arrangement that brings your focus in. And is that a, a principle that you find useful uh, these days as well? Is it uh, important? Yes, it's very important. Without a focal point, people don't know what to look at. So their eyes get kind of confused. So you really want to bring them into that focal point so that you're attracting their attention. Thank you. And question number four, how should you advise customers to care for their cut flowers at home? Is it A, talk to them daily and give them a name? B, place them near a Wi-Fi router for better growth? C, change the water every few days and trim the stems? Or D, Keep them in a closed box. D, definitely give them fresh, clean water and recut the stems. Right, right. We didn't say it was going to be very hard, but we want to keep it uh, <laughs> nice and flowing. Question number five. And this is the last question. You've answered four questions correctly so far. If you answer this correctly, then you will win our big prize for today. When selling flowers, what is a key factor in influencing a customer's choice? 
Is it A, the phase of the moon? B, the scent and freshness of the flowers? C, the color of the cashier's shirt? Or D, the alignment of the planets? Mm, that would definitely be B, the you, freshness and sense. Do you design like wedding decor also with the mindset of the scent as well as the freshness? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's part of my consultation process. I always ask people if there are scents that they really love or scents that they really don't like. If they don't like the smell of lilies, I would never put them in their bouquet. Well, you are correct. And uh, you win today's prize, which is a free setup of a full Google ad campaign for your business, which is the, the best way to promote your amazing website by just setting up a full ready set campaign on Google ads that you can turn on and turn off whenever you want to and that it just brings more hot leads into your website. So we're going to synchronize uh, that and record that uh, for the Floral Shop Podcast Nation that they can even go in and see how we've set that up. Thank you so much for participating in the game and in the podcast. One final question before we wrap up. Can you tell me, back then we talked about going back into the time machine and talking with your younger self and giving her some advice. Would you say, Alicia, that pressing, pressing flowers, is that something that is good for your business and why? Yeah, absolutely. If you have the patience to press flowers and design press flower artwork, it can be a great stream of income in the off season when you're not using weddings or holiday arrangements. And if you want to learn more about Alicia, about her uh, free online education that she offers, as well as see the amazing pictures and learn about the pressing designs that she has, all you need to do is go to wildblossomstudio.com and uh, check it out. And we'll put the links to that in the show notes on uh, floralshoppodcast.com. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Alicia, for participating in the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to continue working with you. Thanks for tuning into the Floral Shop Podcast. For more floral resources and stories, visit our website floralshoppodcast.com or step into our school at floralshopacademy.com. Don't forget to subscribe for our next flowery adventure. Keep blooming until we meet again.